When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, filthy animals. It's the 36th episode of Blockbuster Mentality. It is Friday, November 18th, 2016. I'm your host of said show. With me, as always, is your co host, Brandon H. Captain's Log 55555, entering a deep, dark galaxy. I don't know where it goes. That is not a quote. That, that is that. Uh, there's no such movie that has that quote. No, there's no Captain's Log. Isn't that Star Trek? Next, yeah, I guess it's a TV show. Okay. Hey, you know, he's a movie show. He's he's quoting TV, I but guess hey, so. he might have an excuse. But because uh, uh, how, how's your knee doing? Well, um, it is getting better. Uh, for those that don't know, I am medicated right now um <laughs> so we're gonna have fun on the show yeah it should be an interesting show that's for sure he's uh yeah, absolutely nice and loopy for us um but yeah, i'm glad your knee is doing good i know i said to the folks last week you had some uh, surgery on that old knee but i'm glad you're having a nice recovery i appreciate but, it sir. Uh, glad you uh kept us alive hey you know i try i try uh, but we're gonna try to do a show today and uh we're gonna we're gonna talk about topics You'll find out what they are later. So sit back, relax. Let's talk some movies. Do you want to maybe go over some box office results? Maybe sure, just to give the we'll just give the people what they want. Yeah, they want the box pe- office the, results. That's one. Th- we get tweets every day. They're like, "Oh man, I love the way you delivered them box office results last week." And I was all, "Yeah, yeah. you know, your hair looks great. It looks great." <laughs> Uh, that is a fact, but, uh, but yeah, again, want to give you guys, again, to answer those tweets, this is, uh, the box office results for the week of November, weekend of November 11th through the 13th. Coming in at number one, second week in a row was Dr. Strange, $42.9 million. Coming in at number two, we had Trolls for $34.9 million. Number three, first week, Arrival. 24 million. Number four, Almost Christmas with 15.1 million. And rounding out the top five was Hacksaw Ridge with 10.6 million. Um, there you go. There's your box office results. Do you have any. Why? Why is thoughts? Trolls number two? Why? Is because that the ones that have like the little gems in their belly? Yes. Yes. That It is based <laughs> on the old toys. Why? Yeah. Why are they number two over Arrival? It's Why is kid, Arrival it, it, I mean, not two? It's the only kids' movie out. Um, Arrival. I mean, Arrival did great for its first week. 24 million. It, uh, it, I mean, almost for Christmas. I mean, many of the. Box office uh, numbers experts were having almost Christmas ahead of Arrival, but it, it beat it beat almost Christmas by almost nine million. Christmas. Gee, yeah, what? I mean it's I, you got to think. I it's mean it's not even Christmas the, time yet. It's, I know, but it's the same. You know, it's got uh, 
Danny. I, I'm getting confused with uh, Danny Glover and Donald Glover now. Uh, the new, the new Lando Calrissian. Um, but Danny Glover in it and other actors. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's got the same demographic as you know, Boo a Medea Halloween. So I mean, that obviously did a lot better than we expected. So they did a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, almost Christmas again. Fifteen million. Its budget was seventeen million. So in its first week, it made fifteen. So that's doing great. Arrival uh, again. It's it's twenty four million. Uh, I did get a chance to see it last week. Discuss. Tell us. Tell us oh, what you thought. I okay. We'll just jump into a quick little review for Arrival. Uh, I I thought it was really really good. Uh, Amy Adams. I have a new respect for her. I, I mean, I wasn't. I was not a fan of hers in the past, but uh, this definitely puts her at a new level for me. I think she was great in the movie. Uh, the The subject matter is it's it's very deep. Um, it's a lot deeper than you would think it would be just by watching the trailers. Uh, it's don't go into it expecting you know an Independence Day, uh, you know a, a, a alien invasion movie with action or anything like that, which the trailers didn't you know seem to indicate that it would be, you know, a big action movie. Uh but uh and it's and it's don't expect, you know, fast-paced story, you know, it it, it takes a while to get where it's going. Okay. Uh so expect go into that expecting that. And you will really enjoy this movie. If you're going to it expecting, you know, a fast-paced story, I just want to get to the point already, you you probably won't get what I got out of it, but uh it's a lot more deep uh, than your typical sci-fi movie, and it's a lot. It's very moving, you know, emotionally. Um, Jeremy Renner's great in it. Forrest Whitaker. Um, there's even good supporting roles uh, by the guy. Oh, he was in Steve Jobs. He was in um, this show, Boardwalk Empire, as one of the one of the villains. But anyways, he was in Doctor Strange too. He was the doctor uh, that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Doctor Strange. He was the other doctor. Oh, his competition. Said, yeah, guy. exactly that guy. To give you an, an idea, but uh, you were going to ask something. Yeah. Or? So, are you saying it's good character development, or is it good story development? Which yeah, one is both? Is both? I mean, both. I mean, especially yeah, character development in regards to Amy Adams. I mean, it starts in one way, you know, the movie. Again, I, I'm basically being vague because, again, I don't want to give anything away because, I mean, it is a big revelation at the end. There is a not a surprise, but uh, uh, a good reveal at the end. Um, and uh, it, it was one of those movies that just... I walked out of the theater and I was still thinking about it and still... You know, just picking it apart. You know, not just because because this is my hobby and this is what I do. It's just it, it's just one of those movies that makes you think about your life and you know about <laughs> different things. Uh, but it, it's, like seven pounds thinking uh, or no? Yeah, I mean it's yeah a little bit. I mean because but it's got that sci-fi thinking to it too. It's got kind of uh, I don't, uh, there's a word I'm going to use. I don't want to give it away. Um, but uh, just. Think kind of along the lines of Interstellar a little bit. The reveal for Interstellar, uh, I wasn't a fan of, um, but this arrival reminded me of Interstellar. But done better. I yeah, I, I it was done better to me, and I enjoyed it better. But yeah, overall, just if you go into it, just watch the movie for for what it is. Don't expect anything. Don't don't expect a fast paced uh, alien invasion type movie. And I think you'll you'll really enjoy it and okay. just it's again it's it's moving it's 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 deep 
And uh, again, Amy Adams, I think she'll she'll definitely be a contender uh, for for Oscars. I think Arrival it could even get a Best Picture nomination. Um, and it's one of the best movies I've seen this year. So mm. Mm. I give it an eight point two five. 8.25. Yep, I, I went decimals, and I went okay. even, you know. Are you going to type anything up for the block spot? I, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I know. I've been slow on that. Uh, our our blog, uh, www.blockbustermentalityblog.wordpress.com. Uh, that is our blog. It's been a while since I posted, but uh, Brandon's putting me on the spot here. I, I, I'll, I'll put something up. I need to put uh, more more things up. Um, I understand. Uh, did you, you you watch the? Uh, you finally got to see the Infiltrator lately. Uh, yeah. Recently, yeah, yeah I'm putting that. you on the spot now. Why? You know, <laughs> my well, brain I just, is. I'm, mush. I'm just curious how my brain is mush. I but know. yes, um, how, I mean, was that? Uh, I, I assume Brian Cranston's Brian performance Cranston was is, awesome. John Leguizamo was awesome. You know, filmed in our local hometown, yeah. Tampa. Yeah. Um, a lot of familiar scenes. Great storyline. The ending kind of, yeah. I mean, but it's a true story, so I don't know your, how much right, it's going to change yeah. around. Um, just just one of those stories that make you, they make the wrong step. It's one of those movies, they make the wrong mistake, and it blows the whole entire case, and it costs them their lives. So, just interesting to see the concept of Brian Cranston. Has, he's a married man, wife and kids. Yeah. But then he has to take on a wife on the outside and his wife's reaction. It's just a lot of, he's like undercover, undercover, a, yeah. lot of, a lot of just basic story. It's uh, Brian Cranston works for the FBI. Uh, they're trying to infiltrate thus the term infiltrator. Um, one of the major cartels, which I think is headed by, I can't think of his name right now. Pablo Why? Escobar. Thank you. Thank you. Thank You're you. welcome. I'm glad I could do that for you. John, John, what's his name? Liguizamo. Yeah. John Liguizamo. So they're they're infiltrating and it's them working the opposite end. I guess they're working where the money comes from and tracing the money as compared to just getting the lower end guys. So this is the first time they tried this route, um, and this is interesting seeing character development. Like we said with the wife, his wife's reaction to him having another wife because he's honest with her throughout the movie, and it's just things that he does that almost blows the case because he's a married man so it's just a couple things like that happen situations yeah. which you'll know exactly what i'm talking about when you see it uh how was liguizamo in it liguizamo i mean I, yeah. I don't think i've ever really seen him in anything that would make me ever say he had a bad movie um he's been in bad movies but his character has right. never been bad uh so he holds his own in it good um it was good like i said a lot of a lot of good scenery a lot of uh familiar spots from those that live in florida yeah. And the storyline, like I said, for being a true story, I mean, you can't help but put yourself in that position and be like, man, what would I do if I was in that position? Or if this thing happened, how would I handle that? Because like I said, he put himself in positions that, I mean, he was a married man. And he was like, oh, God, I can't. You know, yeah. what I mean? just things like I said, you don't know. I don't want to ruin it, but you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when it happens. And you just kind of like squint your eyes, like, "Oh God, is he going to do this?" Is but, the uh, I mean, is the performances better than the actual story is, or is it? I mean, just kind of just on par with each other. Um, no, I think for the material, I think obviously the story in real life would probably be a little bit more drier than this. Obviously, yeah. just bruised it up to make it better. Yeah, absolutely. Cranston uh, held his own. Who was a female? You have the uh, thing up. Who yeah, was... Diane Kruger. She was in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, she uh, and... held, she definitely held her own. I was thoroughly impressed with her. Um, and Amy Ryan from uh, she was in The Office and uh, Gone Baby Gone. Yeah, um, good movie. Definitely check it out if you haven't seen it yet. That's probably going to be on 
No, it is on Blu-ray now, so yeah, okay. ch- definitely check it out. As, as Brandon said, I mean, would you give it a rating? How would you rate it? I give it a seven point five five. Ooh, man, we're we're going crazy with the decimals. Thus, like Captain's Log, five 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 five. <laughs> oh, on par. Look at that. All right, so yeah, a little little you know spur of the moment movie reviews for you guys. Soda there. On me. Hey, it's all right. Hey, or again, we, you don't even have to apologize because we already gave your excuse at the beginning of the show. So everything now is just excused. So don't even, don't even worry. Don't even worry. But you want to talk about some movie news? Let's talk some movie news, friend. Man, I, this is probably like the 20th time we've brought this movie up. Ocean's 8. Remember that? Oh, Remember when the all-female cast. Yeah. An uh, Ocean's Eleven esque movie. Yes, sir. Yes. What do we have? <laughs> well, it's not even Ocean's Eleven esque. It's yeah. It's called Ocean's Eight. So I mean, it's it's obviously uh, in the same universe. It's uh, just yeah, just females this time, and it's uh, again, it's not a remake or anything like that. Why? Why is it Ocean's Eight? Why didn't I, they one up the men? Why didn't they go Ocean's Twelve? Well, you not, know they can't go Ocean's Twelve or Thirty. They should have went like Ocean's Fourteen. Just make Ocho it a sequel. Cinco. Yeah. Mm, well, how do we know it's in the same universe? I'm just trying to figure out how. Do because we know? of this next story. Oh. Yes. Listen here. So, as this article brings out, I'm reading it from ComingSoon.net. I'm not taking credit for anything. I'm just going to tell you where I'm reading it from. And then we can all just be honest with each be other. Be honest. You know? that's, that's, that's what we got to do. All right. So the article is called, get this, Matt Damon to cameo in Ocean's 8 movie. Ooh. And the article says, yeah, just wait, my friend. Uh, production continues on the upcoming Ocean's 11 spinoff film, Ocean's 8. And Matt, see, it's a spinoff. So that's how you know it's the same. Ah, okay. And Matt Damon has revealed in a new interview that he'll be making a cameo in the film, presumably as Linus Caldwell, his character from the other three films. He says, I'm doing a little bit in the movie, Damon told E.T. I haven't read it yet, but the cast is phenomenal, and I'm excited to see what those women do with it. It's going to be fun. Uh, Ocean's 8 obviously stars Oscar, well, not obviously... I, I use obviously a lot. Have you noticed that in the oh, past no, year know. we've been yeah, doing this? I didn't this? realize you use yeah. obviously a lot. I'm glad I just pointed it out just now. Now I'm going to pay. Now, every time yeah, I, I'm going to yep. be hearing it now. Exactly. So I'm never going to say it again. Ocean's 8 stars Oscar winner Sandra Bullock in the title role alongside... Why is it? Why did they say it in the title role? So is she? that means she's in Ocean? Because it was Danny Ocean... Yeah, was, uh, well, wasn't that one of the things George that we Clooney? speculated that they were brother and sister? Oh, yeah, we did. Okay. Alongside Oscar winners Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Mindy Kaling, Sarah Paulson, Aquafina, with Rihanna and Oscar nominee Hel- uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Did you just say Aquafina? Yeah. The, the water bottle? Yes, it's, uh, I believe she's a rapper. Um, is uh, She's an Asian rapper. Aquafina. Yep, Aquafina. Mm, delicious it's, water. And it's spelt A-W-K-W-A-F-I-N-A. That's delicious water. <laughs> it is It is pretty good water. I like it better than Dasani, I'd say. Ah, maybe I don't. Fiji's I my don't. favorite. Well, yeah, if you're like a zillionaire. Well, you know, sometimes I like to live large. That's true. 
That's true. Uh, Oscar uh, nominated filmmaker Gary Ross is directing. So, I mean, what do, what do you think? Uh, Matt, Matt Damon says he's making a cameo in this Ocean's 8 movie. Well, I mean, first of all, that, that cast you just read off. Um, that that cast is amazing for what it for the female all female cast great great selection. Yep. Um, no, just solid makes it more definitely in house in the same universe. It just makes it more real for everybody else now. I'm man, I'm glad they brought somebody in from the other movies that helps make it so much more. What, what's oh god, I can't think right now. Yeah, don't make worry it so about it. much more cohesive. There you go. Good uh, word. Shabam. Not so good word, but yeah. Shabam. Uh, no, I'm just happy they have some yeah. cameos from the other movies. It will definitely help bring the connective tissue together. Conne- wow, there connective tissue. I like, <laughs> I like that. That is good. <laughs> Westworld. Ooh, Westworld. Westworld reference. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen Westworld, check it out. Um, Matt Damon to cameo in Ocean's 8 movie. Yes, connective tissue. I agree. I'm glad that they're bringing someone from that universe. I could see them bringing other people as well. I mean, you got, uh, uh, what's his name? Khan. Uh, Scott Khan, I believe it is. Casey Affleck. I could see them making an appearance. Uh, you ain't going to see Bernie Mac. <laughs> wow. That's for sure. That <laughs> you ain't so going to see Bernie Mac. That is so um, Wow. Yeah, I went there. Uh, it's not too soon at this point. We can make those jokes. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you're not going to see a George Clooney. I mean, and Matt Damon is obviously on the caliber as uh, George Clooney, but still. Uh, Matt Damon, yeah, I'm excited for this, too. I like the connective tissue uh, they're going to use for <laughs> for this universe. But, yeah, I mean, in all honesty, it's, it's great. I like that they're going to connect it in some way. He's going to have a little, a little, as he says, a little bit in the movie. You know, why not? You know, bring it, bring it all together. How how they're gonna do it? You know, maybe he's you know there as like kind of like a counselor for them, or you know gives them advice, or he shows up at the end. Who knows? But but yeah, I, I like that they are connecting it in a way. But yeah, like you said, this cast is just out of this world, man. It is it, you you can't ask for a better cast than this. Uh, you know, Kate Blanchett, Sandra Bullock, Anne Hathaway, those first three names alone are great. And then even, you know, the more supporting uh, roles, Mindy, Mindy Kaling, Helena Bonham Carter, can't complain there. So, yeah, we'll definitely let you guys know what we find out about it. We've let you guys know so much about it already. What else I just you got? wonder if this, the studio already has in their head, they're not saying it, that they already planned three movies. They started at 8, 9, 10. Then of course you run into eleven, twelve, thirteen. So I just wonder if they already planned on making three. This a three person, a three picture movie. Um, yeah, I, that w- that was the sign of my mind blowing just now. That is a good point, right that there, is my friend. Doctor Strange, medicine in my head. Exactly. I'm, you, seeing, I'm on the astral plane, kid, right now. So technically, so that makes sense why it would be Ocean's Eight because women first. There women you go. For, maybe these hold are the even, door, hold the door for the woman kid. I don't know if they've I necessarily said like maybe these are prequels. Maybe Sandra Bullock is what you know started Danny Ocean, who played mm-hmm. by George Clooney, mm-hmm. on the path he is on. That is a good point, my friend. I, I like where you're going with this because yeah, I mean you have Oceans Eleven, Twelve, Thirteen are the three Oceans films with the guys, and then Oceans Eight, Nine, Ten. Oh, man, why didn't I think of that? You're not, that, on the, you're, not on, exactly you're not on the astral plane I'm on right now. And this is true. This I is like true. Matthew McConaughey on those car commercials. I'm Matthew McConaughey. 
I drive a Buick. Is that what he drives? Yeah, drive it is Buick. Buick. Very good. The lights. No, 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 no. Link, Link. Lincoln. Lincoln. Wait. Are they no, the Lincoln? No, it might be Buick. I have Matthew McConaughey. I can't think because I, I don't know if it's... I'm, I might be thinking Lincoln Lawyer, and that's why I'm thinking yeah. Lincoln. My car has alarm system. Keep talking while I look and it And it has a key. And to start the car, you need a key. I don't know where I'm going with this. No, keep going. Keep going. You're doing great. You're doing great. Matthew McConaughey. He dances. I'm looking up. uh, He is doing the Lincoln commercials. Lincoln. Yep, Lincoln. Lincoln, Not Buick. Not Buick. He drives a Lincoln. It would have made. Yeah, I mean, Lincoln Lawyer. Maybe that's why they originally picked him, because he was in the film Lincoln Lawyer, where he played a lawyer and he worked out of his Lincoln car. Oh, hmm, hmm. That makes perfect sense. That was our transition into our next news story. Ryan Reynolds, guess what? What? Remember when we were talking about the new Deadpool director, Tim Miller was out, and, you know, uh, the, the, the guy <laughs> from uh, John Wick 2, uh-huh. John Wick... Uh, is now directing, but Ryan Reynolds has finally given us uh, some comments about uh, Tim Miller exiting the Deadpool knock knock uh, sequel uh, director's chair. So his comments were: he was speaking with GQ. Excuse me. Ryan Reynolds says making the movie was very very difficult, and I assume. He's uh, referring to the first one. Uh, It was the most passionate group of individuals I've ever worked with in my life. And for whatever reason, the mercurial, crazy, burgo... Man, he uses strange words. Of people is what made this thing work so well. Not just because I had this vision and I saw it this way and it had to be done this way. It worked because we all had that feeling. But there were vaguely scary fights in the post-production process that escalated quickly. Luckily, everybody's grown up and at the end of the day enjoys and loves each other. Uh, but Ryan's uh, Reynolds also uh, quickly adds, I know when I need to exert control and I know when I need to let go of it. I'm not going to go and sit with Tim Miller and say, the visual effects of Deadpool need to be done this way. The man is a visual effects wizard, but there are character and tone things that I know really well, and I've also been with this thing the longest out of anybody, aside from the guys that wrote the comics. Eleven years, I've been uh, trying to get this uh, Sisyphus rock up the hill, and it, man, he uses crazy words, Uh, and it kept rolling back on top of me. So I'm going to be all the F over it from the moment it starts to the moment it finishes. So, uh, it looks a little bit that it's kind of confirmation there that there were creative differences. So what's, uh, what do you think about these comments from Ryan Reynolds? Well, I, first of all, I commend him for being honest and not trying to give us some PR spin. At least he's honest and, Man, it's not. It's it's really rare that you hear what goes on behind the scenes with that kind of stuff. And he came out and was honest. Yeah, I could see where. Obviously, there were button heads. We we had numerous stories about them button heads over who they're in cast for cable, the storyline, the budget. Um, it just it falls right in line with what we've been reading about and talking about on the show. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it it makes sense. Like he said, I'm glad the he 
they're grown-ups. I mean, they're going to disagree, but they handled it the right way. It sucks that they lost Tim Miller on the project, but yeah. like I said, at the end of the day, this was Ryan Reynolds carrying the film. It was his dream project. He's the one I got off the ground. So, I mean, we still got him attached to the film, and uh, I'm, that's that's all I can be excited about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Ryan Reynolds attached. I'm not too worried about Deadpool 2. But, yeah, I mean, there was obviously something going on there. He even said after post-production, you know, he said there were scary fights. <laughs> he, uh, he said vaguely scary fights in the post-production process that escalated quickly. So, I mean, even after the first film, they were kind of getting into things. Um, and then, obviously, you know, when it came to the second film, they just weren't seeing eye to eye as he brought up as, uh, you know, tone wise and character wise, instead of, you know, obviously visual effects, things like that obviously weren't the issues. I mean, it really comes down to, to the story and mm-hmm. how things were character going, development. character development. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just interesting is all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's still in good hands with Reynolds. Like he said, he's been in it. You know, for 11 years, trying to get this thing made. He finally is his passion project. He got the first one made. He's going to have final say in the second one as well. You know, he's not going to let this thing go just like that. He's He, he wants it to be in his vision uh, with a director who will, who will, you know, not listen to him, but, you know, just agree with him on things, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's... It's clear that, I mean, I'm sure they have a mutual respect for each other, but at some point you just got to say, this isn't working out, and then we're going we're gonna to move on. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he did kind of give the political correct answer, you know, you know the, uh, the good PR move for him. You know, he didn't bash Tim Miller in any way. I'm sure there's more that happened beyond, behind the scenes that we will never know about. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all interesting stuff, that's for sure. All right, so our next uh, story. I, real quick, I just want to go over some actually new new trailers that we saw uh, this this past week. First one being uh, Kong uh, Skull Island. I just talked about the first image we saw for King Kong um, last week, and now the first trailer came out in. Well, I guess I said second trailer. First one was kind of a tease. But yeah, first real full-length trailer we saw. And boy, do I love the way this movie looks. Um, You know, I love the whole... uh, If you haven't seen the trailer, check it out. Uh, I'll try to explain it a little bit. I mean, you basically see King Kong right away in the trailer. And I think you're going to see him right away in the movie as well. uh, Which, you know... As I said last week, you know, typically monster movies, uh, you know, movies with creatures like this that are in the main focus, they're not going to show up, you know, until half hour to an hour into the movie, which is always a little disappointing, um, but can work well for the story, just depending on what it is. I think King Kong, uh, Peter Jackson version took a little long for that, so I'm happy that uh, King Kong will show up early for this one. But uh, he shows up early in the trailer, which is awesome. It takes place in Vietnam, we find out right away, Vietnam War era, which I think is really cool. It's not taking place like in the 30s, like previous versions have. Uh, It takes place there, and it seems like it takes place all on this island, uh, which is another interesting thing, because typically we see King Kong in New York eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, but yeah, it almost seems like he's he's there for you know they're trying to get him for 
for you know, for lack of a better term, he's they're trying to get him for war reasons. Um, but uh, even if it's brought out, I'm not sure if John Goodman's character or Samuel J- Jackson's character brings out that you know we need proof that you know this thing exists. Uh, so obviously they're still trying to film things uh, like previous versions have showed. There, so they're going to show some light on that. Um, but yeah, overall, the, I mean, the action looks great in this trailer. Uh, I love that John C. Riley is in it. And he's going to give a little comic relief uh, right away. Again, it's in Vietnam, so right away I got a feeling that it was uh, uh, kind of like Apocalypse Now. Uh, John C. Riley reminding me a lot of Dennis Hopper's character uh, when we first uh, when we first saw him. You know, he's kind of uh, kind of there and just kind of explaining. You know, hey, King Kong. You know, he's a, he's a good king, but you guys are here dropping bombs and. You know that's why he's attacking you, but you know he's he's, you know you're 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 the ones that are here you're bombing bombing him. So no wonder he's he's attacking you guys. But really these these reptile creatures are are the ones you need to look out for. So I mean it looks like King Kong is eventually going to be you know the good guy we we see him as in in uh, other films. Um, you know, the audience sees him as, obviously not the government, things like that. Uh, but I love the look of, of King Kong, love the, uh, the visuals of this, the, the cinematography, you know, even the, the helicopters going towards the sunset, just like Cap, uh, uh, Apocalypse Now. Yep. And then, but instead of just the sunset, you also have a huge monkey, uh, (laughs) ape standing right in front of you. That looks awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's things that stood out to me, just the, the overall visuals and, and the actual King Kong himself and also John C. Riley stood out to me. Check out this trailer. It's almost uh uh it makes me a lot more excited for this film than I was just from the concept and from the uh first visuals we get. But uh what did what did you think about it? Um, I think the fans just need to rewind back two minutes and play it back. I pretty much agree with everything you just said. <laughs> um, to me, on this trailer, John C. Riley definitely stood out. Um, this trailer brought you comedy. It brought you action. I mean, it, it, it definitely drew my interest. I'm more interested in this movie now than I was before. Um, really, John C. Riley to me, kind of stole the trailer. His little one-liners he dropped and stuff he said. I definitely appreciated that. Um, you know, we've talked about this before. Supposedly, this is going to be setting up a King Kong vs. Godzilla movie. You know these giant lizard-like creatures. Does it, is it going to have uh, impact or something that's going to link it into Godzilla? I think so. I think it's all, all the stuff they're trying to do these shared universes. So, wouldn't be surprised if we get some kind of Godzilla nod on this too during the movie. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna they're gonna share it. Um, but yeah, I mean, if anything, this trailer shows me that the God that uh, King Kong will be almost the good guy in Godzilla versus. Uh, King Kong, whatever they're going to do with these universes, like you said. Um, but uh, you but yeah, think, you don't think they'll make them team up and fight monsters together? Or you uh, think they'll that, fight off, start fighting each other? And then, that, that could be too. Godzilla and the, and the I mean, other like a Godzilla Batman movie. v Superman yeah. type thing. And that Godzilla movie, oh, did you watch that one? It was, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, nothing yeah. special, but I mean, it started off. It seemed like he was going to be the enemy, but it was actually fighting creatures that came out. Right. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's another example of you know the the monster not showing up until forty minutes, uh, yeah. an hour into the film. So I'm glad we'll get that. And it's interesting to see other uh, you see like uh, skeletons of other Kongs that might have been mm-hmm. there. So that that's pretty cool to see. But uh, but yeah, overall, just I love the look of this movie. The, the I love Brie Larson. Yeah, yeah, she's mm. 
great actress. Yum, 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 yum. And yeah, that if you want to go go that direction, Pac-Man. Uh, <laughs> I was Pac-Man for a second. Oh, okay, gotcha. But uh, but yeah, definitely check out that trailer. Can't wait till that comes out. Comes out March uh, 2017. So we'll definitely be talking about that in a few months, I'm sure. Um, and then uh, another trailer came out, Beauty and the Beast. Man, uh, finally got a full length trailer for that. Uh, would you? What? What were your initial thoughts on that? Well. Literally, it was watching the cartoon, but yep. in the real life version. I mean, literally verbatim, scene for scene, reminded me just literally watching the cartoon. Um, yeah. Are they going to change the storyline at all? I mean, I feel like literally everything I watch is watching the cartoon. I mean, literally spot on. Um, nothing wrong with it. I mean, it was cool to see it in live action, but I mean, I literally feel like I was watching the cartoon again. So, which is not knocking on it. I mean, that's cool that right. you're able to translate it into a movie, but. Well, that, that's funny you say that because I mean, we, me and Brandon did not talk about this at all before the show. Um, we we talked that we're gonna you know at least talk about the trailer, but we didn't actually go into detail with each other on it. It's exactly what I thought. I mean, it looks like it's just gonna be a shot for shot remake of uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I mean, it, which is fine. Uh, it's just I wish the trailer would have at least showed some originality. You know, so it showed what they're actually gonna bring different to the table at least a little bit. Um, obviously you want to do right by, you know, the, the, the original movie. Cause I mean, these are live actions from the live action versions of the actual movies, but I mean, jungle book at least, you know, showed, you know, what differences they were going to bring to the table. Um, and even though the story still panned out pretty much the same in jungle book, you still got creativity. You got originality from it. This looks great. You know, love that the music's the same. You know, brought me back to 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 that time, even though uh, it didn't really bring me back too much because that movie's pretty much on twice a week in my house, uh, having having kids myself. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks great. Um, I just yeah, I wish they would have brought some originality to the trailer. I mean, they basically show the the reveal of uh, uh, the uh, the beast, uh, just like the reveal in the cartoon. You know. The ending looks like it's going to be just like the cartoon. Um, Lumiere and the uh, clock uh, Cogsworth. I don't really like the design of them. I thought I did when I first saw the pictures, but they're they're kind of throwing me off. Uh, my uh, my brother even said the CGI. Uh, uh, beast throws him off, which that didn't really bother me too much about the trailer. But yeah, he says the the beast uh, throws him off. It's if it's going to be live action, show us an actual live action beast. Don't know how they would do that, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I, Matt, how would they do yeah. that, Matthew? Come on, dude, Matthew, jeez, give it, give us a break, you know. But uh, but yeah, it was it was good. Just uh, hope the movie has some originality to it. Um, and then real quickly, we just want to, if you guys haven't seen the Jackie trailer, uh, obviously, uh, involves Jackie Kennedy, the wife of JFK, John F. Kennedy, um, starring Natalie Portman as Jackie. Did you check out that trailer? Yeah, I got a chance to look at it. Um, interesting trailer. The JFK story, uh, always intrigued me. I'm always a big fan of anything that has to do with that. Um, Natalie Portman looks like she's going to deliver a strong performance, probably going to get some Oscar, definitely Oscar buzz for that role. Um, I loved what they called it a psychodrama. Um, obviously from the trailer, you can see her indulging in some alcoholic beverages and things of that nature, probably <laughs> yep. trying to cope. Uh, looks like it's going to hop back and forth between 
the assassination and after the assassination. So it's going to probably show her uh, enjoying life before so and how she's dealing with life after that whole thing. And then for those that don't know, JFK was known for having multiple affairs and everything like that. And I'm pretty sure Jackie was aware of it. So I'm sure we're going to get some stuff which is going to show her her wide range of acting from being super sad and depressed to extremely happy. And I'm sure that's where the Oscar buzz is going to come in. So I think it's going to be a nice Oscar, uh, Oscar worthy acting role for her. And you should, like you showed me today, the dude who plays JFK pretty much spot on. That was, uh, when he showed me that picture of him, I was like, God, yeah, it's spot on. So yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, when I first heard about this movie and I was hearing that she's getting Oscar buzz for it, I just kind of, kind of wrote it off. I just thought it was just kind of going to be one of those commercialized nominations, just kind of, you know, because she's Natalie Portman and because she's playing this this you know role of of Jackie Kennedy, then you know that's why she's getting the nomination. Kind of how I felt with Sandra Bullock winning for Blindside, that just seemed kind of iffy to me. But uh, but now that I've seen this trailer, man, wow, she uh, she kills it so far from what I've seen. I mean, obviously I haven't seen the movie yet, but so far in the trailer, like I. I I know Emma Stone is having buzz for her performance in La La Land, but man, uh, so far from what I've seen, Natalie Portman is the going to win her second Oscar for this. Um, but obviously, it's it's way too early to tell that. I haven't seen all the movies this year that could be nominated for that. But yeah, I mean, even this trailer, I mean, it goes through just you know what she went through like right after he got shot. You know, it shows her in the car. It shows her taking a shower right after, and you see the blood dripping down taking off her her bloody uh uh pantyhose uh just the, just little things like that that you really just never think of uh when you think mm-hmm. of the the JFK assassination i mean you're always thinking about you know the grassy knoll and a second shooter and and things like that but when he really comes down to it i mean how was she affected by this and yeah did, you got good call i guess yeah. everything about the people actually lived yeah. after that Exactly. It almost humanizes it and makes it even more of a tragedy. Um, but uh, in this this trailer really shows that. I mean, even the accent uh, Natalie Portman uh, has for her just sounds, it doesn't sound forced at all. It sounds real. It sounds genuine. I just uh, check out this. I, I would describe this trailer for you folks, but it, it's, it's, you, you got to see it for yourself. I mean, it's, it just kind of goes through, you know, just different clips of her before and after the tragedy. It's 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 really, again, the 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 trailer itself tells a story. So so check it out. I cannot wait to see this movie. Um, and now, uh, some from some a uh, little bit of far far on away news. Our Star Star Wars news segment. Uh, we have uh, if you if you consider this spoilers, it's a in. Uh, Reference to Episode Eight, uh, the next uh, episodic film uh, for Star Wars. Um, if if you consider it a Star Wars in 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 reference to uh, you know character descriptions for the movie, such as Benicio del Toro's uh, character, you know, then maybe turn this off for the next two to three minutes. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's some new new uh, uh, descriptions for the characters for Benicio del Toro and Laura Dern uh, came out. Uh, so Benicio del Toro has been described, and this isn't necessarily released by Disney uh, or Lucasfilm or anything like that. This is 
uh, brought to us by uh, Star uh, Making Star Wars dot net. Uh, so take this with a grain of salt, but not not too much. I mean, they're they're very accurate uh, with their uh, news stories. But Benicio del Toro has been described as a classic man in black, as in he wears all black and he's dangerous. Uh, his character is clean shaven with hair not unlike Poe Dameron's in length. Uh, while the rap let us know he has, uh, was up for the role of the bad guy in the film uh, some time ago. It doesn't appear the heroes see Del Toro as a bad guy, at least not at first. Uh, we think he's connected to the casino set we talked about some time ago. And again, I'm, I'm quoting this from MakingStarWars.net. Uh, so when they say we, that's who it is. Uh, on paper, it sounds a little close to Lando Calrissian in The Empire Strikes Back. But before you panic, there are some details we're still working on that make that appear to be a bit of a stretch. We'll have uh, more to report on Episode 8's Man in Black in the future. So... Uh, hearing that description of uh, Benicio Del Toro's character, Man in Black, uh, they think he's a good guy at first, but turns out not so much. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Well, man, Benicio Del Toro, man, he always winds up in these big franchise movies. I don't even know where I'm going with this <laughs> But, uh, no, interesting. Yeah. I love the comparison to Lando. Yeah. You know, Lando started off, I, I, it's funny, we're, God, pills, medication. People don't do it. Don't. They do it. Don't do it. I was watching Empire Strikes Back, I think, a couple of days ago. It was on TNT. Yeah. You know, Lando started off really like a good guy. Then all of a sudden, you hated him for like that 10-minute period. Then he came back and redeemed himself. I mean, I wonder if this is the kind of fill we're going to get with Benicio Del Toro's character. Um, yeah. I don't know. I wish I could see more, I guess, or something. I don't know. Uh, either way, I'm excited for him. He's a good actor. I don't think he's going to do anything to hurt the franchise, so... Please let's get a trailer with a minute something. I don't yeah, know. I know. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's gonna be a big villain. Uh, that's what I think. I think he's gonna be a, a force user. I think he might be uh, have a hand with Snoke. He's probably you know Snoke's inside man for for things. Because I mean, obviously the the resistance or the good guys think he's a good guy at first. So I think he's definitely gonna be someone of. Uh, uh, of importance because um, you're not going to get someone like Benicio Del Toro uh, for a franchise like this and not have him be someone uh, prominent. But, uh, but yeah, we'll definitely keep you guys up to date on that. Let's tweet us your theories at BlockbusterCast on our Twitter uh, handle. That is our Twitter handle. Uh, tweet us that uh, what, what you guys think he might be. Uh, Laura, Laura Dern, she's more of just uh, says she is very aristocratic and fancy in a way we haven't really seen in a Star Wars before. Uh, her look is unique. Someone compared her design to Hunger Games meets Star Wars. Uh, so we'll see what uh, she turns into. Wasn't she Jurassic Park? Yes, yes, okay. that is that is Jurassic Park lady. That is who that is. All right, so, I mean, that is pretty much our show. I had a good time. I, I did, with too. I just want to share one more thing. This is not cutting room floor. This is probably going to be a couple yeah, of discussion, but um, we're talking about Ryan Reynolds a lot. Did you hear the news on... Fox doing a soft reboot of the X-Men franchise, plus Deadpool 3 being possibly already in development, and Gambit being back on active development. Yes. So what are your thoughts? Do you think they should, you know, soft reboot? They're talking about maybe going with the Phoenix saga storyline for the upcoming movies. 
Yeah, I think they should do something, uh, especially... I mean, if McAvoy, Fassbender, and uh, Jennifer Lawrence are going to come back, obviously still continue with the, you know the, those uh, storylines for X-Men. But, I mean, obviously this being Hugh Jackman's last movie, and it seems like Patrick Stewart's as well. Uh, yeah, well, why not? I, I have no problem with it. Okay. Uh, what do you think about Deadpool 3 already getting the green light before... Deadpool 2 makes sense. I mean, Deadpool did, you know, was a <laughs> made so much money uh for a February movie, uh even not for a February movie, it made a ridiculous amount of money. Uh people are love this franchise. So I mean, there no matter the drama between behind Deadpool 2, uh it makes it makes total sense that they're already talking about a Deadpool 3. All right, that's Yeah. Oh my god! You lied to me and told me Fantastic Four was coming over Marvel. I know. I I, 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 I misread am I, am something. I, I misread my something. All right, guys. Pushed on drugs. And I, you sit there uh, and tell me. You know, my mind it, took twenty minutes to comprehend that, and then when I found out it wasn't true, I cried. I know. I misread, guys. I know. Wouldn't that be something if we were announcing right now that, that Marvel, uh, you know, acquired Fantastic But you do know they did again. a trade, though. They did do a trade. Yeah, they did they do did the trade. trade. That's e- kind of uh, ego room as well. Uh, ego, the planet, which is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy two. They traded them for. I can't even say name. Not not, not egotastic. <laughs> Teenage Warhead, the one that was in Deadpool, they traded characters. Yep, that is so. interesting. So, I mean, it's especially movies that came out basically a year apart. It's crazy, you know, because usually we hear about these trades, you don't see until years later. But, yeah, I mean, these these movies, yeah, they were able to use. Uh, Deadpool was able to use that uh, teenage character in uh, Deadpool for Kurt Russell's character in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's pretty cool. All right, so uh, coming out this week, uh, we have Fantastic Beats, Beast, <laughs> Fantastic Beats by Dr. Dre. Um, and Where to Find Them, uh, the new Harry Potter universe movie, and also... Uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? Bleed for this, uh, the Miles Teller movie. Uh, Billy Lynn's long half halftime walk home. Uh, halftime walk is also coming out. Um, but yeah, that's more of a limited release. Basically, the main release is Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. Uh, I think the box office will fall this week. Fantastic Beats Beast. Man, I keep saying Beats. Uh, will come in at number one. It's a toss-up between Doctor Strange and Trolls is the main thing. Uh, I'm going to go Doctor Strange, stand at number two, Trolls number three, Arrival four, and, oh, and that's another movie that's coming out that'll be at my number five, The Edge of Seventeen. That's uh, that's where I see the box office falling. Where do you see it yep. falling? Yep. Yep, that same thing? Yep, uh, okay. Look at us. No, no competition here. All right, folks. Well, that is our show. Brandon, you did great for being, you know, loopy and, and you know, your knees hurting. But, uh, but hey, you got the happy pills to help you out. So. Happy juice. <laughs> wow. Euro trip. That's that. that. Holy wow. crap. Can't believe you recognize that. Yeah. Wow. I haven't heard that in forever. But uh, any any last words for our fine folks at home? Nope. Thank you, guys. And Thank you for that. Thank you for that uh, stall. All right, guys, that is our show. Again, thank you so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. Email us questions at uh, bbentertainmentcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, see you guys next week. Talk about uh, Roger Rabbit. Uh, That's our movie of the month. 
You good? Yep. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. What's what's my saying? Uh, grab your popcorn. Grab your drinks. We'll see <laughs> you at the movies. Oops. Sorry, folks. Yep. Totally ruined that music. Uh, we'll <laughs> we'll see you guys at the. <laughs> All right. See ya.